The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, boy, are we ever... You know, as I was rushing down the mountain to get to the studio today, I had about a, <laughs> about a million things on my to-do list, and, and our next guest is going to understand that. And I thought, it is so true that when we get bogged down by the world and its demands and our schedules and our busyness and um, accomplishing things and, and getting ahead and, and impressing people and looking this way and having our house look this way and having our kids look that way and, and all of that, that we can miss all of the stuff right in front of us. And I was driving down the mountain. I live at 9,000 feet here in Colorado, um, you know, southwest of Denver and Bailey. And I was driving down the mountain and I thought, I <laughs> am so overwhelmed by all the stuff in my life that I can't even look at the leaves. I mean, the leaves are turning this time of year. People drive for hundreds of miles to come see the leaves in the Rocky mountains of Colorado. And I was not enjoying them. (laughs) So I have sympathy for every mom out there. I just spoke to a mops group at mission Hills this week and, and moms are tired and moms are, uh, pressured and they uh, want so badly to raise their children well, but sometimes they feel like they're failing because of all the other pressures in their life. That's why we're here as a place of rest and hope and encouragement and advice. And I just, I want you to know that Channel Mom exists for you on those days when you feel like you're not getting it right and you so badly want to get it right with family. I mean, family's in enough trouble in America. And, there, and it's basically under attack and being broken down and, and it's connected to all kinds of social problems and even economic problems, I would argue. And you need some help just uh, getting to the level that that you hope and pray to be. And it's, you know, it's not a get, get better than or do better. It's, it's not that kind of thing. It's more we want to comfort and encourage you with some great advice. So having said all that, today we're going to speak to your stress as a mom over trying to be all and do all without losing it all or simply without losing your mind. Emily P. Freeman is in the house today to help moms learn. I mean, really learn how to find contentment in the now. I love that that's that phrase, finding contentment in the now, because so often we're thinking about the next thing or the last thing. We're freaking out about something we shouldn't have said or shouldn't have done or failed to do, or we're worried about tomorrow or worried about our kids for tomorrow, whatever it is. So we're not going to focus on the big breakthrough or the more money or the next promotion or your child's latest achievement. We're really just going to focus on how to discover your joy today. Emily has written a new book called Simply Tuesday that I believe will speak to your mom's heart about trying to keep up with the world while slowly losing your mind and your peace and how to not do that. We're here to help you, mom. So take a deep breath. I kind of need to take a deep breath. Okay, there we go. Chris, you can take a deep breath. 
<laughs> you can pretend nobody can hear you. We can take a deep breath. Uh, we just want to help you out today. So I hope that uh, you will enjoy our next guest. As I said, Emily P. Freeman. She's the author of A Million Little Ways. We had her on the show not too long ago with that book. And Graceful and Grace for the Good Girl. She also writes online at Chatting at the Sky. And she'll have to tell me how to say this because I'm not sure I know and I probably should, but I think it's Hopeology. She also lives in North Carolina with her precious family. Welcome to Channel Mom, Emily. Thanks so much for having me. What an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) I try. I try. Well, moms are worth it. That's the thing. You know, I'm so aware that there's not a lot of media out there for moms. And that's not just to toot our own horn. It's just to say there just isn't. I mean, whether you're talking about the secular world or the the Christian media world, I mean, even Oprah, whatever you might think of her, she did at least minister a little bit to moms. She's gone, you know, and there are a lot of there are several other radio programs that are gone. So here's the point. The reason I do a big deal with the intros is to say, hey, mom, you're special. And that's why we have this guest for you, because she's going to be able to help you. You're going to be able to help her, right? I think so. Yeah, I I think so, so. too. I hope so, too. By the way, Emily's book is to help you embrace today's work. As I said, find contentment in the now. Replace competition with connection. She also talks about compassion. And learn to breathe in a breathless world. I just... Oh my gosh, that just gives me a sigh of relief. So tell me, Emily, I mean, I, I've, I've read much of the book now, so I, I know, but I want our audience to understand what prompted you as a mother, because you have three kiddos, right? I do. And twins, twins. <laughs> which is a challenge in and of itself. <laughs> tell folks what prompted you to write the book. You know, I think we have a lot of reminders in life about the big things. There are lots of billboards and arrows and things that uh, point out the giant, the big, the better, and glorify sort of all the mores in life that we might be looking towards. And in a way, I sort of compare that to the weekend of life. Like, it's always sort of like, you know, the promotion, all those things you mentioned, you know, sort of like we're always focused on the things. And so for me, um, I realize that I can also get caught up in that in my own life, whatever that looks like for me. You know, as a mom, it can be like that my kids do well or that, you know, my marriage looks a certain way. And it's always sort of something other than what is right now. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the way I've sort of began to um, bring that home in my own life is instead of focusing on the weekends, quote unquote, of life, I've really started to uncover um, myself and my own home and, and stuff that's happening in the world of my soul when I pay attention to my Tuesdays. Because if you think about Tuesday, it's really kind of the most ordinary day of the week. You know, Wednesday is like the middle of the week. Thursday is great night for TV. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are the weekend. And then you've got Monday, which is kind of also ordinary, but we're all sort of geared up and we've got to make this Monday work. And then Tuesday comes and it's sort of just, it's just Tuesday. And if you have little babies at home, Sometimes every single day can feel like a Tuesday. Sure. We're doing this again. We're feeding the kids. We're making the lunch. Or, you know. And I realized that I was sort of skipping over my Tuesdays. Um, and in the process, I was missing my life. And I came to a point where I felt like my soul was almost being held hostage by hustle and me constantly trying to get to the next thing. And so this book and this, this journey for me has been sort of about uncovering what might it look like to embrace a small moment living, even in the midst of a fast-moving world? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read a little excerpt so that moms can see how well you understand them. You say, I know the allure of hustle. 
how it feels both like winning and losing at the same time. As I watch the world move fast around me, I'm unsettled with all the ways I've adopted her pace. I talk fast. I definitely talk fast. I walk fast and I can finish tasks quickly when I need to. I've trained myself to ship and produce. At what cost? I'm not yet sure. And you talk about the feeling that the work you do is never quite enough. The pain of inefficiency, the addiction of ambition, the longing to build something quote unquote important and the disappointment that comes when the outcome looks different than I thought. And I think so often in our modern world, we're trapped in that where we think I should look like this and my day should look like this and my kids should look like this and I should be at this point in my life now and my house should be at this point. I mean, whatever it is, our vacation should look like this, especially because of social media. We're all just feeling so much like we're falling short. I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? I think for me, um, what I, how I translate that, the word that I use is that there are so many areas in life where I feel small. And that smallness can, um, you know, I, I graduated from college and I went out to the world and you sort of feel like we've got the world at our fingertips and there's so many things that I'm, I want to be and I want to try and I want to do. And then I got married, and then I had two babies at one time. And let me tell you, there is nothing more humbling uh, than to have to be the parent and the grown-up in a room with two tiny little babies yeah. at once. And so there's something about being a mom that really, um, it's beautiful and lovely, but there's also a lot of moments where we can feel very small. The life that we have before is very different, and maybe we wouldn't want it any other way. But there's still a grieving that comes from having to let go of a lot of ideals, um, not just ideals out there in the world, but ideals in my own self. And so um, I just feel like that for me, the process of sort of tearing down what I thought life would be in some ways, yeah. embracing what life is, and then learning to celebrate my smallness um, in a way that brings relief and not shame. Uh, a friend once told me when I was in a place of feeling all those things you said, overwhelmed, wondering, you know, things should look this way, they don't, I, what's wrong with me? You know, kind of have that question, like, why can't I just fill in the blank and whatever it is? Why can't I just get the house clean? Why can't I manage to take a shower today? Yeah. All the things that we might feel. Um, and I was telling a friend of mine this, and he's a wise family friend, older than me, has lived a lot of life. And I was explaining to him, you know, one of our girls was struggling with some anxiety, and my husband was sort of in the midst of a vocational transition, and I had a lot of questions and was feeling very small. And he offered those words to me. He said, celebrate your smallness. And in that moment, I felt like uh, that's terrible advice because I don't understand what that means, and it's not going to help me. <laughs> but there was also something deep inside me that felt great relief because I thought, man, if if celebrating my smallness can bring some relief, my whole life's going to be a party because I feel small a lot of the time. Yeah. And so recognizing that there are two kinds of small, there's a sort of an overwhelm, like, oh, I'm so small, I can't control this life and I can't control the outcome. But there's also a small that many of us feel when we're standing at the top of the mountain or looking up at the stars at night. And that's a small where we recognize, wow, there's a creator in the universe and I'm not her. I'm not the one who made makes the world go round. You know, God yeah. is the creator of the universe, and he gets the last say. And that's a relief for me. Sometimes it's scary, but it's also a great relief. It is. Celebrate it, my smallness. It is. We've only got a minute and a half left in this segment, and when we come back, I'm going to have Emily P. Freeman, who's the author of Simply Tuesday, talk to us about what should we be avoiding if we don't want to live the stressed-out, busy 
uh, life where we're feeling small in the wrong ways, not in the right ways. And we're going to talk about uh, fame and fortune and how they're misleading. Uh, we'll play a little song for you that I'm hoping will be fun for Emily and 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 her tips. And, you know, this isn't going to be a huge long to do list just to add to your other to do list. Just her sort of peaceful tips about, hey, why don't you try this perspective out just to be able to enjoy your day with your children. Um, I, I, I think of my own times where I feel small, having come from TV, which you hear in the intro, I, and Emily will understand this. I feel so small sometimes in comparison to when I was quote unquote on television. But I think that that's a completely wrong attitude. I think that when I, you know, when back in the day when I was changing my baby's diaper or when I'm teaching my teenagers lessons about how they should treat other people, or even when I'm cleaning up after dinner all of that stuff in its smallness is so significant to the future of humanity because I'm serving people who are going to grow up and have a chance to serve other people. So so none of that is significant. Don't feel bad about your smallness. I love Emily's advice there. I'm going to read a little bit more from her book when we return about smallness, what you might be feeling small in, whether it's your ministry or your salary or your mothering, whatever it is. So stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom coming right back with Simply Tuesday author Emily P. Free. Need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chick Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, we're back with Channel Mom. I do urge you to go see my friend Chip in Bailey, Colorado, if you're driving through the mountains on the way to Breck. He has such a down-home family restaurant, the Cutthroat Cafe. It's right uh, by the river in Bailey, and it's just... It's kind of like walking into the Cheers bar. <laughs> it's like everybody knows everybody, and they'll know you in no time flat, and they serve down-home food. It's just a wonderful little place in Bailey, the Cutthroat Cafe. So we are back with Emily P. Freeman, the author of Simply Tuesday, Small Moment Living in a Fast-Moving World. And this is what she says at one point in the book. Maybe your small job with its small income leaves you feeling like you have a small influence. Maybe you are discouraged because your small perspective and small vision has led you to believe you have a small faith. Maybe your small house with your small people, i.e. your kids, has somehow convinced you that you are too small to matter. Maybe your small ministry in your small town gathers only a small group of people. If hustle has hijacked your soul, listen up and listen well. And she goes on to say, this stuff is misleading when we feel small compared to the world standards, when in fact she's arguing the smallness and the humility in that and the grace in that can be a good thing. So Emily P. Freeman, welcome back to Channel Mom. Can you explain that smallness thing, What we, how we're misled by that? And then I'm going to play a little song for you. Yeah, you know, small. the word small is an interesting study because if you think about it, you know, if I walk into a room filled with kindergartners, I'm going to feel very big. I'm going to feel like the tallest one in the room. Yeah. If I walk into a room filled with NBA basketball players, I'm going to feel very small, like the smallest one in the room. I haven't actually changed. I'm still me. But in comparison to those around me, I either feel big or small. And I think that's the problem is yeah. that sometimes we we judge ourselves based on how we compare to something else, someone else, or some other goal in life. And I think that's where I really get tripped up. 
Yeah, that's why I think, Emily, they've now connected a rise in depression due to Facebook. And, and I participate in Facebook, but I'll tell you, just about every time I go on there, I'm guilty of comparison because I think I should be doing more or looking more or whatever. And with all the access we now have to celebrity, celebrity photos and what celebrities are doing and how much they, weight they lost and all that. So with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little song that you reference in your book. And you make a great point to moms and to, to women who are listening today and who will be reading your book. When you, when you focus on this one song, so Chris... Chris, if you can play that song for us, and then Emily can make her point about what we seek after in this world that's so misleading. but a goodie. There are probably some people in the audience who've never even heard that song. Uh, do you really do you really want to hurt me? The famous boy George. And I was so struck when you included that in your your book. I was struck, I should say. And you make a great point. I mean, I really think if you get very honest with people and you sit them down on a couch and say, what is it that you're feeling pressured to be today? What is it that you think you should uh, measure up to? Who is it that you're comparing yourself to? How is it that the celebrity lifestyle seems better than your lifestyle? And yet, if you really sit down and think about those things that you're being pressured to be and think about where that's led people, you might have a new perspective. So talk about Boy George. Uh, old time, you know, music pop star from from a while back, and and what you noticed about him? Yeah, you know, I heard a a news story about Boy George, and I I perked up because when I was sort of younger and MTV, you know, was kind of new. Yeah. He was big, huge then, and so when I heard the story, basically the newscaster said they were they were referencing him, and they said that you know his early fame led him. He he basically. He became famous really, really fast, and it said that his early that early fame led him to a life a lifetime of of drugs and alcohol addiction, and it, it really struck me because I thought, you know, if fame was a great answer, if fame was something that in and of itself brought some type of satisfaction, then we would more often hear the phrase her instant fame and stardom led immediately to a lifetime of peace and joy and contentment. But we never hear that on no. any news story ever. If we do hear it, it's the exception and not the rule. And it's because someone has managed to uh, be grounded despite the fact that they have become famous. I think that our souls, and I don't think I actually, actually know and really truly believe, believe this, is our souls are not meant for fame. Uh, but I, it seems to be the way the world is going yeah. is that fame is some type of out there sparkly something. And if we could just, 
you know, that's why we say yes to opportunities that we don't really have room for in our schedule. Right. It could be why we talk to people that we wouldn't normally maybe talk to or be seen, you know, try to be seen with certain people, even though we don't really know them, or try to take a selfie with someone we see at the airport, because somehow this is important. And you, yeah. when you step back to think about it, it's kind of crazy, but I've done it. I mean, I think we all can relate on some level. Um, yeah. But man, it's it doesn't really satisfy. You talk about stalking a star <laughs> in the airport. And let me tell you, Emily, and then I want to get to our last couple points because we've only got about half the segment left. Um, I, that's the speech I give when I when I go to moms. I, I say, look, I had a teeny tiny bit of fame when I was in TV. People knew who I was in the grocery store and they'd ask for my autograph. And I, I try to explain to them how misleading that was, that the world was honoring me when I was on TV telling them about murders and car wrecks and, and crime and bad stuff. And yet when I became a mom, they weren't honoring me anymore. And yet, by the way, most important job there is raising the next generation, not telling somebody about a car wreck on a screen, you know, and, and so we have it flipped. We think those things are important just because somebody's on a screen, not at all. And really that mom that's out there, you know, cleaning up somebody's throw up or, or cuddling somebody at night who's afraid or whatever, those are hugely important and rich things. I want to say a couple of things because I think these speak to moms in your book. You're talking about, and I want you to focus on any one of these you feel uh, a mom needs to hear today. Finding importance in our right now work. And moms need to do that. Find importance in their right now work. You talk about the gift of obscurity, feeling small, and that's okay to feel small. And finally, stop comparing. So, so can you say a few things about those, Emily? We've got about five minutes left. Well, the comparing thing is something that I feel like I deal with every day. And I am, I am teaching myself to absolutely say no to comparison and competition. Why? Because if I'm competing with you, then I cannot connect with you. Yeah. And the only real, true uh, relational friendship, real knowing of one another, which is what we all long for, we all long to be to belong, to be loved, and to be known. Yeah. But if I'm com- if I'm busy comparing and competing with other moms or other people in my line of work. There's no way I can connect. You cannot do both. And so that is something that I'm trying to relentlessly eliminate from my life. It is not easy. It takes uh, lots of prayer and lots of, honestly, time alone and reflection. Um, But in those times, that's when I feel like I remember how much I long to connect. Because sometimes in the moment, competition is the default. It's kind of like the screensaver. Like if I walk in a room, my first thing I often think is, what are they thinking of me? Yeah. That's the beginning of the of the comparison. Um, but man, once you recognize that, name it, and then say no to it, a lot of really beautiful connecting can begin to happen. Absolutely. And I think moms in particular need that because we, we are in a world of such comparison, as I said, especially with social media. And yet moms just want someone to understand them. They want a girlfriend to hang out with and push strollers with or talk about teenagers with, whatever it is. And that competition stops us and it makes us not like each other and all of that. So in the last minute and a half before we tell folks how to find your book, Simply Tuesday, talk about how moms can find importance in their right now work. I think for me, the, the number one thing that I think about is for when I start to get overwhelmed and feel like my right now work is not important, I recognize that I am focused on the outcome rather than on the, just my current work right now. There's so much we can't control. We can't control if our kids turn out okay. We really can't. Yeah. We can't control if a certain number of people show up to this thing that we have planned. Yes. But we can simply show up and be ourselves. And trust that God stands between me and every possible future, and that I'm safe in that place. 
Yeah, and, 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 and so let's say a mom is just is changing a diaper today or she's dealing with a teenager or she's dealing with they, they left behind something from school and she's trying to decide whether or not to bring him or not to teach them the lesson. I mean, in that moment, what, what is a sentence or two you would say to her about this is important too, even though you don't see the outcome? Yeah, I think I think I would go back to those three words, celebrate your smallness. There are really beautiful things that can happen when we embrace the smallness and recognize that it's not about uh, it's not necessarily about arriving somewhere. It's really about being who I am with those around me. That's where our real life is found. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, good advice. And I think this will make some moms really breathe a sigh of relief as they they, you know, go through this book in a very relaxed fashion and, and not in a fast moving way. Simply Tuesday by Emily P. Freeman. How do folks find you and find the book, Emily? Well, on all social media, I am Emily P. Freeman everywhere. Uh, faith, uh, uh, Facebook, I'm Emily Freeman author. And then you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Emily P. Freeman. Also the website, emilypfreeman.com. And then everything about the book, along with a series of Free, four free videos where I give really practical steps of how to take a soul breath, even in the midst of your busy life, yeah. that can be found at simplytuesday.com. Wonderful. Well, I wish you God's blessing in your mothering and in your writing. Thank you for writing this book, Emily. Thanks so much. Okay, take care. Alrighty, she's off to pick up children, so we let her go, and I'm glad we did so. Hey, look, here's the deal. I feel called by God to do this show. I know there are a lot of moms out there who feel unimportant, like nobody understands, like nobody thanks them. They feel overworked and underappreciated. That's why we're here, to encourage you, to love you, to give you good advice, to connect you with good advice. We have a whole section on our channelmom.com website for outreaches to help you with marriage. We're going to add some single parenting things, some addiction things. Uh, if you've got somebody struggling with prison, a uh, family member, we've got that outreach. Look, channelmom.com is, is a one-stop shop for you if you just need some hope and encouragement as a mother. And we would love your help. If you believe in what we're trying to do for mothers and for families in America, please come help Help us out. We have a give button at channelmom.com. We so appreciate your help in that way. So thank you, Mom, for all you do raising the next generation. We so appreciate you working hard to do it well. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us for Channel Mom Radio. We depend on listeners like you to help us reach moms and families through radio and outreach. Check out two simple ways you can help. First, submit your mom question to be read on the air at Channel Mom. Simply submit questions on the Contact Us page at ChannelMom.com. Second, you can receive a CD of today's broadcast when you commit to a monthly gift of any amount to help Channel Channel Mom serve moms through media and on the ground. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click Give to CM to donate. Be sure to note which Channel Mom show you'd like on your personal CD. Then we'll send your inspirational CD as our thanks to new Channel Mom partners. Channel Mom's mission is to provide media that uplifts moms and outreach partnerships that serve moms and families in order to share the love of God. View our past shows on video or listen to our podcasts on ChannelMom.com. Or share with us on Facebook and Twitter at Channel Mom. Channel Mom Radio. We're here for you.